back to That's Orgasmic. You are joined by your host Emily Duncan and we're here to talk about polyamory. We discuss in this episode what polyamory is, how to approach it, the common misconceptions and a whole lot more. So I hope this is something that interests you and that you enjoy today's episode. Today I am joined by Manu um, all the way from Germany and I'm so excited to have you here. How are you today? Hey, thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited as well. And uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me. So are you just able to tell the Shaggers a bit about yourself um, and also a bit about your Instagram and how that came about? Yeah, sure. Um, it's almost a year old. Like I started on 15th of July, 2020. And um, I started the page because I wanted to connect with like-minded polyamorous people because I was just about to start getting into polyamory I just found out about it and wanted to yeah I thought how, what better way to polyamorous people than post content and then attract the people and then um, chat with them via direct messages and hear their stories and what they what they've experienced so far and yeah learn through their experiences and yet yeah, almost a year old and that's very very exciting <laughs> it doesn't really feel like it's been a year um, and yeah I'm from Germany, as you said, and I'm 23 years old. And um, yeah, that's about it, basically. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's doing really well. Like you've got so many followers, so many people engaging with your posts, which is awesome. I know when I came across it, I thought it was amazing, especially because it's just so resourceful, because I think this is a topic, especially in Australia, it's not talked about any, like, honestly, at all, really. And I think it's such an important thing to start talking about because it really is a reality for so many people like it's how so many people now decide to pursue relationships so are you just able to explain what polyamory is just in case there's anyone listening who doesn't know yeah okay um polyamory at its core is basically having multiple intimate relationships with the consent of everybody involved like that's the basis of it and from there it can look whichever way you want like there are so many different kinds to practice polyamory like the most like represented um is probably a triad um as a triad um, i believe and um that's when three people are all engaged with each other um then there's a v type of relationship which is one person dating two people but those two people not dating each other and um there are quads four people dating each other and yeah solo polyamory like one person dating multiple people but keeping an independent way of having relationships and that's what I am like I'm solo polyamory and um, then you have kitchen table polyamory which is um, that the that you meet your partner's partners and um, get along and form friendships on those and then there's the opposite which is parallel polyamory which is that the that you never meet your partner's partners, like your metamors. Um, like there are so many different ways. And I always say this on my page that um, as long as it involves multiple intimate relationships and the consent of everybody involved, you literally can look whichever way you want. There's no one way to practice polyamory. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Um, I suppose 
it is just a really fluid thing and I guess it would always be changing too for people if you know as they delve into their sexuality I can imagine being in your early 20s was this something like you always knew was something that you wanted or did you conform to monogamy before like deciding to um become like a a polymerous how do you say it sorry a um, polylap my god polyamory polyamorous person polyamorous Polyamorous. person there we go so um polyamorous (laughs) person I get so tongue-tied sometimes (laughs) (laughs) no that's okay um now that I think back on when I started dating and when I got into dating um I always felt like um I was kind of caged in because I always felt attracted to other people while already being in a monogamous relationship and I didn't have any representation of any alternatives. Um, so I just was like, okay, monogamy is the only thing there is. So I will do that. But um, yeah, at times feel very miserable because I was feeling attraction to other people as well. And I was feeling like, am I disloyal? Am I a bad girlfriend for having these feelings? Like I never acted on those feelings, but um, it felt really, especially um, before my last monogamous relationship, um, I really wanted to be with this person, obviously. Um, but there were some times when I thought, oh, when I get into the relationship with this person, I can't explore other people, like other people, um, like other relationships. Like I really have this thought in my mind. And um, But yeah, I never really thought much about it. And then on a music festival, um, I talked to a person that I just met on that music festival. Uh, we just talked about relationships and stuff like that. And um, I told him how I would, would love to have my relationships. And then as it was, the would have been the most obvious thing ever. He was like, yeah, so, so you're polyamorous. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that, there, that's a thing. There's, there's a term for it. And um, yeah, then I went home and I went to social media and Polyam Fam was the first page that I found. It's a meme page. And, and um, I'm all, always, but um, often reposting memes from their page. Really good one. And um, yeah, that's how I got into it. And um, yeah, I also told my boyfriend at the time about it. And he didn't really like the idea. <laughs> he was like, yeah, but that's just a free ticket to cheating like it's just cheating mm-hmm. and um am I not good enough and stuff like that um so that was a challenge and I didn't want to hurt him so I just put polyamory off for a while and then when I started the page I was like yeah no it's it's something for me and he recognized that as well he even uh, bor- uh bought the book um the ethical slut and started reading it but due to his studies we w- he wasn't very um able to have time to read it and then I started the page and I really got into how I would want my relationships I found out about solo polyamory and um yeah then I was like okay this is really yeah my boyfriend at the time I kind of drifted apart in the process and then we're like okay maybe it's time that we um end our romantic and sexual relationship here but keep our platonic connection so that's what we did like this was the most mature Uh, breakup that I ever had and I'm very very glad um, about how the things went um and yeah I've been single ever since like that was in November 2020 and now I'm in the process of building those relationships like I made up my mind about how I want my relationships and then finding people that want the same thing or are fine with me being doing that and um yeah that's 
my story. <laughs> it's really interesting how you say when like you were in a relationship, you know, wanting to explore other people but feeling that guilt. Because I know in my first relationship, I nearly broke up with my boyfriend because I was like, I just miss being able to interact with these other people and make connections. So it's really interesting thinking about that and what it could potentially lead to do you think if you hadn't have spoken to that person at the music festival that you'd be in this position now definitely not like I think uh, sooner or later I would have known about polyamory one way or another um but um I think it would have been would have been later then so I wouldn't be where I am today uh, obviously um but yeah I think at one point or another I would have no get to know polyamory in another way um but yeah i'm really really grateful that i met this person there and we talked about it and um that i'm able to explore this side of myself that i kind of always had but never really knew i never had a name for it and i never knew that it was okay to be attracted to multiple people being in germany once you started exploring this did you find that it's more common than you thought it was um, I remember actually that I watched a documentary about polyamory before that, but way before that, um, where, where I, I also had this mindset of like, um, oh no, when my, when my partner is alone with another person, there might be something happening. Like I was, I was a jealous type for a, t- for a time. Um, and when I, I, I found that video very, very interesting, like the, like they followed a triad or a V type of relationship um, through their day. And I was like, okay, that's, that's really, really interesting. But nah, that, that's not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, generally uh, in Germany, um, I don't know if it's just my, like my friend group, but my friend group is very, very open. Um, like we openly talk about sexual stuff. We openly talk about um, romantic stuff, like relationships like very very open about it and um i told a friend about it and he was like yeah i'm, I'm polyamorous as well um but i'm just now not practicing it like i have a girlfriend and i want to be monogamous to her like that's also a thing you don't really have a preference in either monogamy or polyamory that's called ambi ambery like ambi amorous when you're like i would be fine in a monogamous relationship and i would be fine in a polyamorous relationship like i don't really have a preference i would feel just go with the flow and um yeah that was really really interesting and um, from my friend group, I didn't really get any backlash or something. People were like, yeah, but what about this? What about that? Um, so that that I'm really, really grateful for. Yeah, no, that's good. It's good when you can be yourself and it's accepted because there's nothing worse when it's the opposite of that. Do you have any tips just from your experience for people who want to explore this? Mm-hmm. I think a very important thing is to make up your mind about the kind of polyamory that you would like to practice um, beforehand. And um, sure, you have to explore at some point so you know, okay, what what do I want? Um, but the way I approached this was, okay, what would, like, I didn't take and like, I didn't look up any um, definitions or something. I just made up my own mind, okay, what would be the most suitable kind of relationship Um, that I would want to have and afterwards I learned about solo polyamory for example and I was like okay yeah that's that's part of what I want so I put that into my definition basically Um, 
but yeah, just thinking about, okay, what would be my ideal way of having relationships and how would that look like? And um, if a partner is already present, then talking to that person about it and what their thoughts about this is like really open and honest communication about it. And um, I think that's really, really important as well. Making up your mind about what it actually is that you want. A lot of people like don't really understand um, polyamory yet. And I think there's like a misconception that we had previously talked about, about it being unethical and people thinking that it's like cheating and being disloyal. What can you like kind of say about this misconception and like shed some light on it? Yeah, um, people saying that it's just cheating uh, or cheating on their partner. Like I've seen it multiple times, like on Twitter and people be like, yeah, polyamory is a nice way of saying that you're cheating on your partner. And the way I see it is that those people take, like they're mostly monogamous people and um, they take the boundaries from a monogamous relationship and judge a polyamorous relationship based on those boundaries that they have in their monogamous relationship and yeah based on those monogamous boundaries when you when you view a polyamorous relationship through that monogamous lens yeah then it's cheating because it's a monogamous boundary to be intimate with other people but this boundary doesn't exist in a polyamorous relationship like you are attracted to other people you are intimate with other people so from a polyamorous point of view it's not cheating because you're open and honest about it you ask consent and um i think that's what people many many people get wrong there they say cheating equals your partner being with someone else but cheating actually equals um breaking boundaries that have been set beforehand and going behind people's back and this can also happen in polyamorous relationships, of course, that you either intentionally or unintentionally break a boundary um, and then cheat in a sense. But cheating in the sense of it's your partner being intimate with someone else, that's not polyamory. I, I understand why monogamous people think of that because they're looking through the monogamous lens, but yeah. it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really true. I think a lot of people also assume that people in polyamorous relationships don't experience jealousy. Is there any like truth to that or are they just like everyone else? Um, the way I see it is that people assume that polyamorous people say, oh, but I could never do that. I'm, I'm too jealous for that. Um, And yeah, as I said, polyamory is is not the absence of jealousy. Um, It just might trigger jealousy more than a monogamous relationship. And therefore, you have to find healthy ways to cope with that jealousy, maybe more than you might in a monogamous relationship. Although um, some polyamorous pages uh, have made memes or something along the lines of that, saying that if you're too mono- that if you think you're too monogamous for a polyamorous relationship, that you also might be too jealous for a monogamous relation relationship because there are also friends in a monogamous relationship and you could also be jealous of them. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a very, very interesting thought. I personally am not jealous anymore. Yeah. Um, I work through that. Actually, I um, started my practices and thought about like I adapted this abundance mindset and was like I want to spread as much love as possible and um, 
in the end, it all comes down to the people I'm involved with wanting to be happy. And if they're happy with this person or person at this moment, that's totally fine as well. Uh, I just want my people to be happy. Um, but yeah, as I said, polyamory definitely might trigger um, jealousy more than it might in monogamous relationships. So it's definitely more important to um, find healthy ways to cope with it. But the, as I said, polyamory is not the absence of jealousy. And just because you might je uh, experience jealousy at some point or another doesn't make you incompatible with polyamory. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Do you have any tips for coping with jealousy because you as you just said like you need to find some like healthy healthy coping mechanisms have you like implemented any yourself um the way i'd like to approach it is that whenever i experience jealousy um that i ask myself why um mm -hmm. why am i feeling like this right now what is what is this trying to protect me from because jealousy oftentimes is just a protection uh from your security yeah um, very true yeah so definitely asking yourself okay i'm i don't know my partner's on a date right now and i'm experiencing jealousy for example um is it because i would like to be on a date as well is it because i would like to spend time with my partner tonight or what exactly is it and then getting to the core of that jealousy and finding out what, what is the root of it? And um, then finding a way to cope with that. For example, many people, when their partner is on a date, um, many people, like many polyamorous pages, including myself, often say um, ways, like do practice self-care that evening and take care of yourself. Do things that um, you couldn't be doing when your partner was present. Watch your favorite show if your partner doesn't like, whatever, just... That would be a thing to do that you just spend the time with yourself and that's just one example but just yeah finding the root of it and finding out what why are you experiencing jealousy what what is it trying to protect you from yeah definitely I think that's a great way to do it especially looking back on yourself because you can probably find out a lot of like self-awareness too like looking back like why am I experiencing this and working on yourself at the same time now, I think another misconception is that polyamorous are anti-monogamy and a lot of, I think, monogamous feel that uh, threat, like that, you know, you're trying to tear it all down. <laughs> are you able to talk about this a bit? Yeah. Um, I think you always, in every interest, hobby, lifestyle, you always have this quote-unquote extreme person. Um, for example, you have the extreme vegans, for example, that try to talk about them being vegan all the time when they are at a party and there is a buffet and then there's meat and whatever, and they're standing there and deciding what they want to eat. And then the person comes and they take, well, I don't know, a sausage or something. And then they're like, oh, I, I wouldn't eat that if I were you and stuff like that. They like make everything about that. And you certainly have this in every lifestyle. Um, that you just, that some people are just like, oh, polyamory is the ultimate way of having relationships. And monogamy, when you're monogamous, it's just because you have a lot of insecurities, um, which is just not true. Um, as, like, I often say this on my page that we are both equally well valid 
it all comes down to what you as a person and the people you're involved in, what, what suits you most, what makes you happy. And if it's monogamy, that's totally fine as well, as long as it's a con conscious choice and not just the default mode. Um, when you really ask yourself, okay, might polyamory be an option for me? No, I only want to focus on one person and giving one person all, all of my love, which is totally fine. Um, uh, Poly Pirates, another polyamory page, um, posted a meme once saying that monogamous people are polyamorous people who are polysaturated with one partner. Like polysaturated means that when you, like the thought of adding a new person to your polycule would be exhausting. That you're like, okay, I, for example, I have three people I'm involved in, with right now, and adding a fourth would be like exhausting. Uh, and that could be possible that a monogamous person would just have this one person, and adding a second person would just be exhausting for me because I would have to spend time with that person as well. I have to spend time with that person as well. Um, but yeah, I personally am not anti monogamous. I, I'm pro everybody choosing what suits them best yeah definitely I think that was a great way to think about it too how we could be you know all polyamorous but just you know committing to that one person because that's enough at the time and I think that's a, a cool way I think it kind of cuts down that boundary like of between the different types of relationships too which is always like you know a great thing to be able to do Are there other misconceptions that you commonly like come across with polyamory? Yeah, definitely. Um, another one is that it's just about sex. Mm, that's and, a great um, one. That it's just about threesomes, it's just mm -hmm. about going to swinging parties and swapping partners and stuff like that, um, which is just not true. Um, I think they often... Uh, confuse it maybe with open relationships because there it is that you have one I would say primary partner that you are romantically romantically and sexually involved with and then outside of that relationship you also have other sexual encounters like that's an open relationship um, but polyamory is not more or less about sex than monogamous relationships are about sex um, I mean, there even are asexual people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> who might not practice, like, who, who might not have sex at all or only rarely. Um, so that that's the thing. But also, yeah, I think it's it's not just about sex. Like, um, there's this quote, which is that polyamory is about intimacy. And, um, sex might be an act of intimacy, but it's not required for intimacy and there are so many non-sexual ways to practice intimacy um so yeah it's not just about sex as as monogamous relationships are not just about sex with society because i don't know how it is in germany but i know here it's monogamy is almost like the expectation and it's built in our society and the structure of it so therefore say in a polyamorous relationship it's like a triad then there would be issues when it comes to like the government maybe like recognizing it when it's like say someone's in hospital and they're sick or things like that um I'm trying to think of where I'm trying to like lead with this but have like have you seen that have any like 
do you think like that that's having a negative impact or can you still like practice polyamory like pretty happily and peacefully with that kind of system there um generally I, I personally don't have any issues at this moment because I don't want to marry people like that's something that's illegal in many many countries that you can't marry more than one person um also one thing is that you can't um reg- register more than one caregiver to a child um that's for example the um issue uh, a family like a polyamorous family um real poly life officials are struggling with like they're a family they are they're a triad they have a child and only two guardians can be re- registered to that child an issue that they are currently fighting and wanting recognition for and it's definitely important that the government recognizes that polyamory is not just about sex and it's about committed relationships and um so that's very very important as well and um yeah um it's not possible to marry more than one person um so yeah it's definitely part of what we are doing as polyamorous pages to fight this stigma and make polyamory more accepted in this mononormative uh, society um, so that everybody is accepted and um, valid because I think I, I think in Germany it's or all over the uh, over the globe it's that um, polyamory or being in an open relationship can be used as a reason to fire someone that they yeah, lose their true. job. That's great. And I'm just like <laughs> a relationship does not necessarily have an effect on my work ethic. And no. um, it's just wild to me because I'm, for example, I'm not me personally, but when I'm working at a company, for example, I'm, for example, I'm, I'm making a good job and then it comes out, okay, I'm a I totally am, I'm totally am. And yeah. then they're like, oh, okay, we're going to fire you. Like, why? I'm making a good job. What's the what's the what's the point? <laughs> Literally, like your job, your work, like your relationship has no impact on your work. It's like yeah. it literally has no impact, and it's so messed up that people can discriminate against someone for that. Like the world is yeah. so fucked in so many ways with things like that, and it's so mm-hmm. frustrating. So so frustrating. So is there any other like examples of that where people are discriminated against for like their relationship choices? Um I I would say it's it's mostly like work and yeah. um childcare and marriage. Mm-hmm. Um also another thing um that many people get mixed up. Polyamory is multiple committed uh, relationships and polygamy is the actual marriage of more than two people. Um, so people get that mixed up very, very often. And I would just want to say that. Uh, and also what I just want to add is that you're also polyamorous, even if you're currently not having more than one partner. You're also polyamorous, even if you have one partner. And you're also polyamorous, even if you have, don't have anybody you're involved with at the moment. Like, you're not stopping to be polyamorous when you break up with one person mm. or with two people and then you're single or you only have one partner. It's also like a desire, a state of mind. Like for many people, um, it's like myself, it's kind of who they are. Um, and I see my, like I see polyamorous attributes, not in my not only in my relationships, but in basically everything. Like I don't like to pick favorites in anything. Um, 
like when people ask me oh what kind of music do you like oh what's your favorite movie i don't know what to say because there are so many good movies i have the same problem i literally have the same problem it is so hard to pick i've never been able to yeah. give people favorites because i'm like i don't know there's too many choices <laughs> i have i have one one favorite and that's a favorite tv show and um before i watched this show i never had a favorite show i was like okay there are many good shows i really like I liked Friends for Killing Adventures with Sabrina and all those things. I really liked those shows, but nothing deserved this title of my favorite show. Mm -hmm. And then the show Sense8 came along. I don't oh know if you've heard of it. I fucking <laughs> love it. It is. And then they right? just ended it. Right? I got, yes. <laughs> and they ended it out of fucking nowhere. And I'm like, you're not bringing another season? <laughs> there, there were supposed to be five seasons, actually, but Netflix just cut it off. Which I'm like, why? There's I this, I, it's the it's a show that's way ahead of its time, actually. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's just great. Like it's it has diversity. It has multiple countries involved. It has human connection as the basis, basically. It has three beautiful polyamorous representations, which is why I started watching it because I was just starting the page, and someone was like, "Hey, have you seen Sense Eight yet?" Okay, I, I have it on my list. I think, but okay, I will watch it now. And the first season was like the first scenes of the first um, episode were like, okay, weird. How um, Angelica is laying on the couch there and um, unaliving herself, <laughs> and um, I was okay. That's that's weird. But I, then I just continued, and um, four days later, I was done. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the whole two uh, seasons. And it's just the, yeah, it, it has uh, three beautiful polyamorous relationships. And even, um, spoiler alert, it has one person, like um, one character has to decide between two love interests. And at the end, it's just polyamory, which is awesome. And um, multiple um, LGBTQ representations and um, like um, transgender, lesbian, gay, everything in there and also it involves the gay for example comes with with Rito and um the struggles a trans person faces with um no me for example but also there are straight couples in there and monogamous couples are in there mm. um so it's just very very beautiful such diversity and it's yeah my favorite show of all time <laughs> yeah no it's literally amazing and I definitely, I would recommend anyone to watch that because it is so representative representative and so diverse. And it's an amazing show in general. The plot twists and everything, like, it keeps you on your toes. Like, I literally love it. I'm pretty sure my mum got me onto it. She started watching. She's like, Emily, you've got to watch this. And then we watched it together. And we were so heartbroken when it was done. We were like, oh, my God, you are joking me. But, yeah, it's literally such a good show. How have you found, like, um polyamory representation in media uh yeah apart from since eight uh, i've not watched that much i've started watching you me her um but i stopped watching after the fourth episode because it was just weird then um i talked to um polyphilia block which is another um polyamory page who has watched all the seasons and told me that it's 
always this on and off, up and down. And then in the fifth season, Izzy is finally a valid equal part of the triad. So it takes five seasons. I was like, okay, no. <laughs> I won't watch the whole drama stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think that, like, do you think there is relationships like that that start off with all of that drama? Or do you think for a lot of people who, you know, know they identify within a polyamorous relationship, it kind of cuts out all that crappy start and they can talk about it more openly? Um, I think there's no one way to this. Like, I think it's definitely possible to um, start like this and then have it in a healthy way. But I personally um, wouldn't like the idea of... um, my partner meeting someone behind my back and then coming to me and be like, hey, mm. I met someone. What about we do polyamory? Yeah. No. no. Yeah, no, that doesn't. But no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you want to, if you have feelings for other people, like generally, if you generally feel attracted to other people while already being in a relationship like I did uh, in the past, um, talk about it beforehand, before you actually meet someone because that's just a weird feeling and hey i cheated on you but how let's let's practice polyamory no yeah (laughs) yeah no that that's yeah it just doesn't work like that i I can see how people would just um, i I know if think that's yeah and like if i was that person like if i was um to like the girlfriend of someone that comes back to me with that i you'd feel so bombarded especially if you haven't even thought about polyamory relationships or anything outside of monogamy, not only having it presented to you, but I've got this person too. And it's like, well, where's this person come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, for how long has this been going on actually? And yeah. um, also another thing um, that I encountered was um, that I met, a, I met someone and he was like, yeah, I have a girlfriend, but um She's she she only wants monogamy and uh, but I want polyamory and if you'd be down I would immediately break up with her and be with you and stuff like that and I was like um no and um he was also um like uh you can also do something like sexually and I was like but your girlfriend doesn't know and he was like yeah so. <laughs> I was like, dude. Oh my gosh. You're you're cheating on her with me. So that shows me that you're capable of being disloyal and cheating. So I can assume that you might do this to me as well. So no thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Hell no. Yeah, that's crazy. And I suppose I probably thought that if they have a misconception, like, um, how do I word this? Like, I suppose they would maybe think that because you identified as a solo po- pol- polyamorous, oh my gosh, I got it, polyamorous, um, <laughs> because you identified as a solo polyamorous, that maybe you were okay with cheating if they had that misconception. Do you think that think could that have been a factor? Not not just solo polyamory as well, that um, people assume, or they're just like... Um, also, one thing is that, um, yeah, um, so you're polyamorous. Do you want to have sex with me? No. What? But you're polyamorous. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Um, 
but I, yeah, may, I think many people um, have this mis misconception that they think that um, polyamorous people are fine with being cheated on. Um, but yeah, those are boundaries that need to be discussed beforehand. And um, yeah, it's just, it sounds like a nightmare to me when someone um, I'm intimate with then comes around at some point being like, oh, I've met these other three people, by the way. I was like, well, you could have told me yeah. earlier. Um, although I, people personally can, can't really cheat on me. Like even if they have sex and tell me afterwards they're intimate with this, with a person, that would totally be fine for me as well. It would be kind of weird if he was on a, like that my partner was on a date and then um, calling me and be like, hey, it's, it's getting intimate. Is that okay with you? Yeah, just go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, what would be, what, what I would be com uncomfortable with would be weeks and months long of going behind my back and being intimate with that person. Um, and then coming to me and be like, hey, I've been having sex with this person for three months now. Why didn't you tell me when you had sex the first time, for example? What's the problem with that? Why didn't you tell me when you had your first date or something along the lines of it's not like you have to ask my permission I just want to know period <laughs> yeah yeah definitely I feel like some people I suppose once you have those boundaries set but I've found with I don't know if it's just like some men that I've dated here I'm assuming um I'm not sure of like your sexuality but I know dating with men they for some reason like they like like to almost hide it like they don't even though I'll be like you can tell me if you're seeing other people that's fine but they still don't it's like they always don't trust I suppose it mm. probably does come down to trust I don't trust that I'm going to react in the right way even though I've been like you can sleep with other people this is like not um something monogamous and I've just found like some of them just really just don't even if you drill it into their head they sometimes just don't understand it and I suppose that's the time like walk away because it's clearly not going to work in that yeah. way um some kind of conditioning maybe I also had yeah. um, a friend of mine tell me that he was intimate with women and told them that they could be with other men as well or other women or whatever um and they still went behind his back and were intimate with other people and he was like you just tell me and then you're good to go you don't have to do it behind my back and that's also uh, a big thing with um, polyamorous people when they like things um, like polyamorous things that people uh, might notice about themselves. But before knowing that they're polyamorous is that they're more um, bummed about the dishonesty than the actual having sex. Like they are just like, why didn't you tell me? It would be okay if you just asked me what you yeah. just ask me or just tell me that you want to be intimate with that person and you're good to go. You don't have to make it a secret or something and yeah I think just many people have this um, conditioning still in their heads and um, oh when I want to be intimate with someone else I have to keep it quiet for my other primary partner or whatever um, when <clears throat> it's just something that you have to unlearn and then say hey I've met this person online or met this person in general and want to be more intimate with them. What is something that you wish everybody knew about polyamory
basically that the misconceptions they have about it aren't true um, and that it's a valid way of having relationships and it's nothing to shame people about because yeah it's equally valid to monogamy it's, it all comes down to what the people involved like what suits them best for me it's solar polyamory um and also a bit of relationship anarchy which means that um, all my relationships um no matter if they are platonic sexual and or romantic that they all have um the same level of priority um because that's also one thing that um people have that they have this hierarchy um that for example they are romantic and sexual partner has a priority over their platonic friends which is why many people um, forget about their friends when they're in a relationship and then yeah, they might go really off relationship and then they're like hey i'm back I, what, what's going on after two years or something uh -huh. um it's also something i've always been kind of afraid about um afraid of when i was in relationships that my friends would think that they don't have any like they don't have a priority anymore but they're like like my friends were thinking oh she's in a relationship right now that partners to uh, very important to her now so i won't asking her i won't be asking her to meet that often like that's really something that i was afraid of because i didn't want that i wanted to still meet my partner like uh, my friends equally um than my partners for example yeah i think that's a very valid fear to have too and because it is so hard sometimes trying to balance all those things I think also in like monogamous relationships you're meant to build your life around this person and so it'd be very, it's like it's so easy to then like kind of lose the other people in your lives or not spend as much time with them because you see it everywhere like you've got to settle down with this person you get married you move in together you do everything mm. together so yeah, I completely understand that. Is there anything else that you want to touch on? Not, not something like polyamorous-wise, just wanted to say, um, since we haven't mentioned it yet, it's like my Instagram page is polyamory underscore awareness. And um, I also have a red bubble shop with polyamory stuff. Like you can't see it in the podcast now, but you can see it. <laughs> yeah, I love your merch. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so to kind of create visual polyamory representation, it's awesome for... Um, conversation starters for example if someone sees this infinity heart for example of someone and they're like hey what what does it mean it's just a very very good way to start conversations about it i actually have a shirt which says ask me about polyamory <laughs> yeah so um yeah it's really really good to start conversations because that's the most important part like yeah we are doing this all online on social media but it's very very important to take this offline and talk to yeah, actual definitely. people about it that might not share the values uh, and that way we can normalize uh, polyamory and normalize having multiple intimate relationships and um, yeah, fight um, those, like fight um, that you can have multiple guardians for your child, that you can marry multiple people, that you're, you can't be discriminated for your relationship structure or sexuality or gender identity, um, all of that, just to live your life happily, free. <laughs> and in peace yeah that's awesome and it's great being able to have you know things that you can wear that you know put makes it visible for people which is great it puts it in their face and especially because a lot yeah. of people aren't on social media and a lot of people who have the problem with these kind of ideas are people older people um like the older generations and they don't typically use social media 
And I suppose a lot of people look for these things on social media too. So it kind of just like puts it out there, which is awesome. And I definitely Mm. recommend any of the shaggers out there listening to go and check out your Instagram page because it's so resourceful. So, so resourceful. I know every, like you post stuff every day and it's always just like so interesting. And it always is like really thought provoking. Like I'm always like can sit there and think about it, which is amazing it's so good to have content that's engaging instead of just like scrolling mindlessly like through everything so Mm. I definitely recommend everyone to go follow because it's yeah it's a great resource so yeah thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and break it all down for me and all of the shaggers out there yeah thank you for having me thank you for the invitation to this podcast I really really enjoyed this talk we have and also one 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 more thing um that I would like to say is that um, if you have problems uh, with, like generally um, with the people that uh, if you have problems finding like-minded polyamorous people to talk to about your things and like in your actual surroundings that I recommend checking out our Discord server um, with like 1.5, 1.4K members with, with different channels and you can so off topic, not about polyamory and yeah, connect with like-minded people um, from all over the world and um, hear people's stories about polyamory, which I wanted to have in the beginning. So this Discord server is just amazing to connect with those people. And um, I've received great feedback. People were like, yeah, it's it's really good, great space. Um, It's also a safe space. Um, So yeah, just wanted to throw that out as well. It's in the, um, the link is in the bio from the Instagram page. As always, Shaggers, please reach out if you have any comments, stories, or questions you would like to share with me through my Instagram, That's Orgasmic, or my email, emilyduncan at thesealedsection.com. Please, if you can, leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that means the absolute world to me. So thank you for listening in, and I will see you next week. (laughs) 